What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom show, we'll get you ready for week two of the NFL season with the TSK Show power rankings and our picks of the week. We'll also look back at week one with our biggest surprise and biggest letdown of opening week in the National Football League. All this and more on episode 211 of the TSK show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 211 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you living, man? How was the first weekend of football for you? Good, man. Yeah, good. Football's back. We're we're, we're rocking. Fantasy football is back. There's wins and losses on the board. Yes. Let's uh let's quickly uh, recap how we did in fantasy. But before we get into everything else, we're going to talk about tonight. Tyler, how did you do in the Blue Dog League? First off, I I lost. I oh won. yeah, it was a tough weekend for me. Oh. But I will say this, I, I played against two players that had really, really good games. So my point production was still pretty solid. What, uh, so it's not, who, who'd it's you go not, up against? It's not like uh, it's looking looking dire. I actually went against Steven in the Blue Dog League. Who oh, was in who's also league. in the TSK Show League. Yeah, so there's three people from the Blue Dog League and the TSK Show League. That's a lot of overlap. It's like a it's like a premier champ like premier league situation, you know. <laughs> premier I mean? league like, champions league situation. Yeah, yeah, like there's three teams, you know, playing up in the bit in the big dogs. That's so funny. Um and then how did you do in the TSK show fantasy football league? And I and I lost big time. Big oh time. no. But but I will I mean, he had the second highest score of the week. Um, Who'd you face? Chad. Which I think I've played Chad every first week of every year and lost every single time uh, well maybe we need to talk to the scheduling maker and uh, i tried this to out. i i changed up the divisions this year so it changed the schedule but i don't think it changes the first block of games between the users that have always, are always been there interesting but i mean regardless I, I lost um but i think that like for the most part my concerns are pretty like nitpicky right now like my team had solid production kyler murray went out there and did his thing he was impressive um and then, you know, my weak points were the Tampa Bay Buccaneer players, but their offense looks promising moving forward. So I think it's like any given night, it could be it could be Mike Evans or Leonard Fournette's night. Any and given night. can we talk about that Thursday night for game for a second? Because what a way to start the season. I know there's the the controversy <clears throat> with the offensive P.I. and all of that, but 
what a game that was. No, I mean it was a great game for sure. The 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 missed PI call was too bad, but um man, I mean yeah, the Cowboys came out there not afraid. Dak looked back Dak looked back. Dak looked like he was back. Yeah. It was uh an impressive showing from Amari Cooper. Uh CD Lamb, I mean, obviously got the got the controversial call or didn't get the controversial call, but uh, he showed like he was going to be no, a, a star and a Co- force to be reckoned with this year too. Cooper and Lamb are going to be going to be there all year. They're, they're they look solid. They're as good of a combo as anybody right now. Yeah, and they they I think put up enough points. I think are kept up to pace with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I don't think many teams are going to be able to do this year. No, no, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, what was what they almost, they scored almost thirty points. I think. I think the final score was like twenty nine thirty one. Yeah, just like the uh, what the Rams game was supposed to be. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's what do you the, mean? That's what the Rams game was supposed to be, Tyler. We knew it was gonna be a blowout. Well, remember the forecasting that they showed the the little screen oh. graph. <laughs> Wasn't it twenty nine thirty yeah. one? I think that's I think that's what it was with like ten minutes ago and the little uh, mishap on yeah. the on the screen. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the Cowboys sc- hanging thirty on the Bucks. That's going to be tough. Not a lot of teams are going to do that. So Cowboys are obviously, uh, obviously legit. I mean, they played a good football team that that night, and and damn near came win with the win. Yeah. So all right, for me in fantasy, uh, I'm in three different leagues. Uh, first, uh, the name of the league is the League of Fools. Uh, I lost in that league. I went one and two overall uh, for the weekend. Uh, I won in the Valley Village Invitational, 1-0 in that league. That was, I think, my strongest team overall. And then in the TSK Show Fantasy Football League, I lost to our good friend Brett, uh, 155.26 to 143.14. So to lose by less than 10 points after the way it started out no, for me. you were making a late push. It that's was crazy. A, if, if, uh, that's a moral uh, victory for me, in my who, opinion. Who would you have playing Monday night? I didn't have anybody playing Monday night. Or Sunday night? Sunday night I had Stafford. Yeah, so it was like, Cup, didn't Cup get Cup. a touchdown called back? No, he didn't get one called back. He got one late. Or short? He was like really, sh- like. Yeah, just- he had he had a, he had a 57-yard bomb that wasn't a touchdown, but then he got a late one. Because I remember watching him be like, that man, if Cup, if Cup gets one more here, you could be in, you could be in, the, in the winner's column. Yeah, so yeah, it just wasn't a wasn't a good performance uh from my team unfortunately overall uh with the loss, but I did make the late push. It it did give me a little bit of hope. I was pleasantly surprised with Miles Sanders' performance. Uh I didn't I didn't know what to expect from him. Uh so I, I'm pretty pretty happy with him so far. Uh but I did get a trade offer today that I turned down. It was Robert Tunyon for Tyler Higby straight up from Blake. And I countered, and I'll just I'll just tell you now, I countered with Bob Tunyon and Miles Sanders for Tyler Higby, Devontae Parker, and Daryl Henderson Jr. Oh, wait, that's not the trade I proposed. Excuse me, I'm reading that wrong. Blake declined it. This is a... a You've got another one. This is a, a counter. I, oh, no. Oh, no. We are, we are deep in negotiations here. Um, I might have to talk to you about this off air. <laughs> it's getting – oh, no. It's getting serious. He's it's trying to give me as many Rams players as possible right now because that was the, the heated debate 
during the draft is Blake kept stealing players from me. Yep. And now, now, and now it's coming. Yeah, it's well, coming to knock on your. The door. thing is, is he has Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, and I have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Yep. So, that's clearly what's at play here. He he, that's funny. He's been he's been offering a lot of trades to a lot of people. I think. Hold on, let me see. let me go back and see. Okay, all right. So this was my counter to his initial trade offer. So the initial trade offer was me giving up. Robert Tunyon, Blake giving me Tyler Higby. My counter was Tyler Higby and Devontae Parker for Bob Tunyon and Henry Ruggs. Yep. That's tough. It'd be that, tough to give up Ruggs. Hey, I'm selling high. No, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it was declined. And then you just heard the, the most recent uh, offer yep. was, again, Robert Tunyon and Miles Sanders, who I just said I was pleasantly surprised with and, and happy yeah. with after drafting him with my my technically third overall pick uh, because I kept two players. Uh, but Robert Tunyon and Miles, Miles Sanders is who I would give up, and I would receive Tyler Higby, Devontae Parker, and Daryl Henderson Jr., the Rams running back. It's a lot of Rams stock. Oh, man, Blake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can do this one. but uh, I'd have to sit on that one. Well, We'll have to give an update next week on the show. Uh, but anyway, I also played some daily fantasy on FanDuel. I was able to to put in some free lineups with some promo codes and stuff, and I ended up winning $8 overall from the, the Thursday night game. That's how it's done, baby. Yes. This is how empires are built. So I was sitting pretty Thursday night, and I used some of those $8 winnings to make some lineups for Sunday. I ended Sunday with $9.50 in my account going into Monday. And that's how that's how it works. That's I played I played two 25-cent lineups on Monday, lost them both. Thank you Lamar Jackson for fumbling those two balls. And uh yeah, but it doesn't matter. I ended up still up for the week. $9 in my FanDuel account from a free lineup. So, couldn't be better than that. That's how it starts. Yes. So all right, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about week one, some of our biggest surprises, biggest letdowns. Tyler's going to update the TSK show power rankings. And then, of course, we will make our picks of the week. But before we do all of that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, whether you're buying, selling, or looking to rent, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com DRE number 02068311 I'm just about that action boss You play to win the game Hello? You play to win the game That's why we took the damn field I'm just here so I won't get fired Great cash homie But they are who we thought they were And we let them all go That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back Don't you ever talk about me Wilson the hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. As 
that intro music was playing, uh, I saw Tyler furiously typing away. Were, were you making some last-minute changes to the TSK show power <laughs> no, rankings? No, 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 not this time. No, this was uh, this was <laughs> something different. Okay. I didn't change number 10, which I tend to do. Oh, did you change a different number? No, 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 no. Okay, no changes I'm, to I'm the power rankings. Nope, I'm walking in with the same 10. All right, so who do we got? Kick it off for us, number 10. Yeah, you know... Um, I think I added what two new teams this week. The Rams but, better uh, be in there. But I'm going to start number ten off with the Chargers, which is where they were last week. Um, they didn't move up. I, I think the teams coming in are are at now seeing everyone play once or better. But I still think the Chargers are a top ten team, even though they they won with a slim margin against uh, Washington. I I mean I just I like what they're doing moving forward with with Eckler and and Herbert and, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, so many weapons for Herbert and a good defense. Derwin James looked like, looks like old Derwin James. Um, and then coming in at number nine, I got Green Bay falling, falling big time in my uh, power rankings. I mean, it was obviously a huge loss to the Saints. Uh, really concerning, only three points. Um it just it doesn't look like they're all on the same page. It doesn't look like they're playing, you know, they're confident in what they're doing. I know that Aaron Rodgers is confident and I know he has confidence in all of his guys, but um they're kind of a one man football team. And so if Rodgers isn't doing it, they look really bad. So I mean I, I didn't want to drop the Packers out of my top ten even even w- after such a huge loss because I still think that even next week they could be turned around. Um and then coming at number eight, who wasn't in the top ten last week, is the Saints. Um, they beat the Packers, so I got them right in front. Uh, Jameis Winston c- kind of had, I-, I feel like, maybe the game of the week, damn near, just whooping up on Green Bay, throwing, what, five touchdowns? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he had, mo- he had, a, mo- he had a monster game. Um, it looks like the two-quarterback system is going to work out just fine. They still got Tatum playing some tight end. Uh, so I mean, Saints look like they're going to be an, uh, right back in the playoff mix. When um, I really think it was, you know, no one really knew what what kind of football team they're going to be. Jameis had five touchdowns. Yep, that's money. That's big time. So um, I got the I, I got the Saints at number eight. Uh, coming at number seven, I got the Los Angeles Rams. There we go. Big win against the Bears. Um, Stafford looks good. I think this McVay, you know, they kind of talked about it. They're going to be able to just do so much. They talked about, you know, McVay not, you know, it's it's going to be a better role for him not to be, instead of being a mentor or being a partner with Stafford. Um, they're similar age, their their knowledge, they're, they're kind of on, you know, they're, they can move fast pace. Um, they understand each other and what they're going for, and they're going to try a lot of different things. Van Jefferson looked the step up um the defense is solid so the rams are in the best division in football and i mean who knows what who's going to be the best team out of that division it's going to be so much fun to watch i mean what they went four and oh this weekend so did the afc west too oh damn afc west and nfc west are eight no fuck that's pretty that's yeah yeah the west is killing so um (laughs) I like the Rams. I, I mean, I like the Rams. They got they got Stafford, who I'm a big fan of. McVay, big fan. Uh, their that offense is going to be just on point all all season long, um, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. 
Coming at number six, I got the Buffalo Bills coming off of a loss to Pittsburgh, uh, which I think was kind of one of the more surprising games of the week. I think a lot of people picked the Bills um, to win, including yeah. us. Yes, we both did. Um, so I, I got them. I, I think that, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily missing anything, but it's more the teams that are in front of them that I have them ranked at sixth. They're still, you know, Josh Allen's still going to be able to bounce back. Um and they're going to win a ton of games this year. So losing the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's one of those teams that you know I think we even talked about it. They're the they're the one team that could walk in there and get a dub because of how you know they're better in leadership. I mean TJ walked TJ Watt walked in there as the highest paid defensive player in the league and showed it. Like I mean they they faced a very tough Pittsburgh defense. Yeah. Well, well, and I mean this was this was in Buffalo, right? Yeah. And it was. I mean so first game of the year with fans in Buffalo, Buffalo's supposed to be all this and all that afc east champs no doubt uh you know trying to get with the get to the to the chiefs level um and and pittsburgh came in and said you know we're still we're still those guys yeah um coming to number five i got the seahawks coming off a win to the colts i think the seahawks offense kind of just showed you uh what it could be just like a little glimpse you know i russell was so efficient uh, we kind of did what we needed to do. It wasn't like it was a, a, a pace where we felt like we had to push it. Russell was 18 for 23, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, he damn near had a perfect quarterback rating. I was going to say, talk about efficiency. DK, Metc- DK Metcalf and Tyler uh, both got both got theirs. Um, and the balance of, the balance of his, his throws was great. And the run game was there when we needed to kind of, you know, hold the pace and just, you know, keep keep Russell's points on the board. Um, and I think the Colts are a good football team, so I definitely was impressed. The The Seahawks defense will be the thing that we'll have to watch closely, but Russell Wilson's one of the best players in the NFL, um, and he's playing the quarterback position right now as good as anybody. So I think we're a top-five team with Russell playing like this and our passing attack. Coming in at number four, I got the Cleveland Browns coming off of a loss to Kansas City. Damn, that was a good game. <laughs> I was I was so jacked for that game. I actually took my break at work. Just for that game? Just uh, right at that kickoff. Um, Cleveland came out, uh, converted two-third downs, gets in the red zone, gets to fourth down, convert goes for it, converts on fourth down. Um, eventually gets in the end zone and then goes for two, eight, nothing Cleveland, you know, right. Just no, bang, they came bang, out bang, and punched and, Kansas and, city and, in the mouth. Kansas city was playing from behind early. And, and I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking to watch Baker have to end the game. Like he did throwing a pick, um, most he, Brown's I, way possible. I think he was trying to throw it away. Um, but that's just the game, you know, he's, he's going to push the pace and he gave them an opportunity to win. If that's an incomplete pass, maybe they win that game. So they're right there which is why I had them in the top four last week. I'm going to keep them in the top four because they're right there with the the marker, the benchmark, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And Odell Beckham Jr. was a late scratch. He was a game-time decision. He worked out before the game, and they decided he wasn't going to go and, and play in the, in the opening game against the Chiefs. They were able to put up, what, 29 points it was against the Chiefs. The final score was, what, 33-29? Yep. We just said how many points – uh, the Cowboys put up against the Buccaneers, and they were able to co- stay uh, stay at the same pace as the Buccaneers. The yeah. Browns did a very good job at staying at the same pace as the Chiefs on offense. 
Yeah, I, I think the Browns, I mean, they got to Mahomes. I saw Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney both get into Mahomes uh, on the uh, on the defensive end. Yep. We got, you know, Baker didn't didn't find the end zone, but the run, the run game was, you know, tremendous. Nick Chubb's a beast. Kareem Hunt's going to be a great compliment and in the passing game as well. So uh, they are they are a highly ranked team for coming off of a loss, but the loss was to Kansas City, and it was, you know, a player or two away from the dub. Yeah. Uh, coming at number three, I got the Steelers. I think that they shoot up my rankings because of such an impressive win going up to Buffalo week one. Uh, kind of the younger, hotter team, the team that everybody's kind of looking to, you know, see what they are. They go in there and they they win a close one. We talked about T.J. Watt. Uh, he's going to be a defensive player of the year candidate if Chandler Jones, uh, the, you know, unless Chandler Jones keeps up his insane hot hot streak. Yeah, um, that was insane. Yeah, crazy. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers are the Steelers. We know who they are. We know we know we know Ben Roethlisberger and Tomlin. Uh, they pick up a new running back. They've got Juju still. Um, it's going to be the, the Steelers are going to be there in the end, uh, to compete with the chiefs. They, they might be in the AFC title game, uh, if they're going to look this good all year. And then uh, coming in at two, I got the bucks, uh, and number one, the chiefs, the, the bucks and the chiefs are kind of still the Lakers and the nets, like we talked about. And both of those teams held off really good football teams yeah. and kept a win. So Dallas and Cleveland earned their stripes. I think a lot of people took their losses as wins almost. Uh, and that shows you how good the Chiefs and the Bucks are, um, that you can lose against them and, and kind of still be impressive. Um, they held off great efforts, and they won games that they, you know, may not have were supposed to win. Yeah. So that that's what great football teams do. So um, to run it back from the top to the bottom, Number one, I had the Kansas City Chiefs. Then I got the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Seahawks. Then I'm going Bills, Rams, Saints, Packers, and the Chargers. All right. So my only complaint, and it's pretty biased, obviously. I would I would honestly probably just flip flop the Seahawks and the Browns and probably the the Rams and then the Rams hopscotch over the Browns and the Bills. Um, bring the Rams into the top five. I like the 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 Bills and the Rams. That's a tough that's a tough choice. And that's that's again, I think I'm falling victim to this Bills kind of Yeah, the young sexy train. pick. Yeah, when you know, the Rams, their offense, their defense, their special teams, their coaching. I mean, those are all good things. Yeah, and then my only my only thing with the Steelers, I, you didn't have them in the top ten last week. That's a pretty big debut for them to to jump all the way to number three. I maybe would have had them in the maybe seven to ten range. Just because I think Ben Roethlisberger did show some signs of age, um, and the yeah. pass game wasn't as strong as uh, I think it has been in the past. Obviously, with weapons that Ben Roethlisberger has had in the past, I mean he still got guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, and then Deontay Johnson got the late touchdown for him to to essentially seal the game for them. But I mean, I don't know. Number three for the Steelers, that's a, that's a big jump. It is a big jump, and, and it may be buying into it too much of, you know, the names, the the logo, the, you know, the coaching. Rolfus but Bird, that gets you that. a lot of clout in this league. It gets you a lot of clout, and, you know, the Steelers are a team that typically only get better and better throughout the season. And uh, to come in and just face this, to go into Buffalo, I mean, it would be similar to, to, the, to the Browns walking into Arrowhead. It, it's yeah. just 
it was an impressive outing and i think it, was. it really um kind of recalibrated where i think they're at and i can't pick i don't think i can pick the browns over the steelers you know i, I just yeah in a playoff and, game yeah and, and i really just think that the chiefs you know who who's going to be playing the chiefs um i think i think the steelers and the browns are both better than bills just coming off and seeing the their these last two games and if i had to pick between the steelers and the browns i gotta go steelers so that's that's probably where that 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 huge jump came because if i if they're not up there then the browns bills they're dropping down like you said yeah well i think one thing that we can both agree on and we were kind of talking about it a little bit uh, before we started recording and, and when we were talking about how good the Thursday night game was. I think overall this week one was probably one of the more exciting first weeks of football that we've yeah. had in a long time. And we saw a lot of the teams that we were expecting to be good coming into the season. They really got tested in week one and we really saw them face some adversity early and we got to see what they're about. Yeah, I mean, I had three top 10 teams take L's last week. Yeah, that's, whew. You know, so, but it, there was a lot of big-time matchups, a lot of great games. I mean, the Monday night game was fantastic. It it was, if I was a, a Raiders fan, I would have had a, a stroke. But, I mean, the Thursday night game was great. The the Monday night game was great. There was a, t a, a ton of good games um, during during the Sunday, so overall great opening week for the nfl so on sunday night adam schefter tweeted after the the sunday night game despite full crowds being back around the league eight underdogs won outright today including five on the road the most in the opening week of the season in over 35 years per espn research producer at epcap i don't know who at epcap is it's clearly an espn producer but with the Raiders winning on Monday night, that made it nine underdogs because I believe the the Ravens were favored going into Monday night. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just Las Vegas being at home. Hold on, I'm going to double check it just to be sure. But, I mean, I would, I would assume Baltimore would be the favorite because that's who I would pick, but. But either way, like I was saying, it was just – it was such an exciting week of uh, – like first week of football – Baltimore was favored minus three. So they were favored by a field goal on the road. So yeah, the the uh the Raiders winning made it nine I, I outright think the underdogs. Colts were favored. Jeez. Against the Hawks. That's pretty crazy. But anyway, all Idiots. right. To wrap up week one, I thought we would uh do a new segment uh where we talk about the biggest surprise and the biggest letdown of the week. Uh, Tyler had already brought up my biggest surprise of the week, so I'll, I'll just kind of start it off. I got a feeling we're going to have the same two. Interesting. I think they're the obvious ones. Probably. Probably for week one, but my biggest surprise is the Tennessee Titans and Chandler Jones' five sacks. I just thought the addition of Julio Jones was going to click immediately for the Titans, and Boy, was I wrong, and one of the main reasons was, in fact, Chandler Jones recording five sacks for the Cardinals. He missed last season due to injury, but had 19 sacks the year prior, and he started this new year off with a bang. So, I mean, him lining up alongside J.J. Watt now takes a lot of pressure off of him, and obviously offensive linemen got to focus on J.J. Watt now as well. And so he that, did that against Taylor Lewan, who is an all-pro tackle. Taylor Lewan's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Yep. And so, I mean, 
Chandler Jones, in my opinion, obviously week one, but there's a lot of overreactions after week one, but Chandler Jones is clearly the, the defensive player, the year front runner so far after week one. Yeah. So, okay. So it wasn't exactly, I, I have two things in my biggest surprises, Arizona blows out Tennessee. Yeah. And then, um, which, which is not necessarily like I, I was high on the Cardinals. Um, and, and I, I've talked about how I'm always held back on the Titans. It was just in the fashion uh, that it the happened. fashion of the game is yeah the blowing out of it is is definitely the part of it and then my biggest surprise was the Cowboys okay Them boys. all right I, I think that I feel like league wide that had to have been like the biggest surprise you know there were so many things kind of up in the air about you know with Dak's health coming you know coming back um, they're great on paper but they haven't had a ton of success in the win column of late. Um, they, they were missing Zach Martin due yeah. to COVID. They're probably best offensive lineman, Dak's best protector. And so they came out, came out, and damn near, damn near beat Tom Tom Brady on ring night. Let's also not forget how boring Hard Knocks was with the Cowboys. Yeah. So that played a lot into so that was a that was a big that was like the biggest like positive surprise for sure. All right, and then I guess we're probably in agreement on our biggest letdown being the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, gotta be. I mean, everyone expecting so much like you know kind of like i joked about everyone's expecting michael jordan and and the last stand so for the last dance yeah and and that's not what it was yeah i mean listen sean payton wins the petty battle we talked about last week with picking the game to be in jacksonville and having multiple other options and trying to figure out which was the most inconvenient for packers fans to get to and then also factoring in Aaron Rodgers under 500 record in the state of Florida as a professional football player. Um, Rodgers ends up throwing two picks. He, he did throw, uh, um, or he didn't throw a touchdown, excuse me, uh, clearly because the Packers lost 38 to three. Jordan Love even came into the game late um, when the game was clearly out of hand. They just decided to bench Rodgers and give him some rest and, and let the young guy go out there and give him a chance. Um, but Devontae Parker was pretty quiet. He only had 56 yards on five catches. Devontae Adams? Or, yeah, excuse me, Devontae Adams. Did I say Devontae Parker? Yeah, you're still thinking about your trade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what's going through my brain. Um, and then Aaron Jones was non-existent because they were playing from behind for so long, they, they really couldn't go to the run game. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it was a horrible, horrible performance. And, and like, I mean, the one, the one pick where Rodgers throws it, you know, over the middle late, while he's being wrapped up that's just not typically what rogers does you know he can make that throw but he typically just doesn't make that decision so we'll see um there definitely definitely some concerns coming off of that such a bad week one but uh can't give up on the packers completely yet i like they they still have the ability to turn this thing around but they're definitely week one's biggest letdown definitely and listen i gotta give the saints a lot of credit i mean I should have expected more from them after all the adversity they've faced to yeah. start the year. Yeah. They came out and it looked like they had none of that adversity had affected them at all. They were ready to go. Yeah, I I, I truly didn't know if they were going to be a playoff team or a bottom team. Um and it looks like, you know, Sean Payton got to got to give it up to Sean Payton. He's got a guy that can push the ball down the field. Um so they're going to be all right. Yeah. Now, all right, real quick, one last thing on the Packers before we get to the picks of the week. I have to ask because this is obviously the biggest story on the internet after the the loss to the Saints. Do you believe the conspiracy theories out there on the internet 
that Aaron Rodgers only came back to sabotage the Packers and hmm. the week one loss is just phase one of the plan. God, you know, I just don't. I I mean, there's so much that I would love to believe, <laughs> but I just know Aaron Rodgers is a person. You know, this is a regular guy. He's he's friends with these guys in the locker room. He's known these coaches, those staff members for years. I don't think that I think that he would have went a different route. He would have not played or he would have. I, 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 I can't see some, someone like Aaron Rodgers sabotaging a season. Exactly. And I, I completely agree. I know it's fun to talk about. Is, the, yeah, the conspiracy theories sure. are always interesting to, to debate and all yeah. of that. But at the end of the day, even through all of the drama this offseason, Aaron Rodgers, whenever he was speaking publicly about the situation, he never once threw the coaches under the bus. He never once threw a teammate under the bus. Nah. He... I don't think he he loves the competition of the sport and game of football. So it's like, I don't think he would jeopardize and, and put the integrity of the game at risk. No, nah, man, this guy's 17 years in the game. Yeah. Plays in he reigning played, MVP. This man plays in Lambeau Field in December. You know, he's a legend. Yeah, he's got way too much respect for the game to, to yeah. throw it. But all right. I, it, is I, fun, it is fun to talk about. But I, yeah, I yeah, no, nah, there's. <laughs> This is just not, nah, man. You got to step away from it and realize this is a regular guy. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get into the picks of the week. First, your record last week, Tyler. How did you do? I went five and three. Damn it. Five and three. Um, damn it. I went four yeah, and four. Damn Bills and the damn Packers. Yeah. I, I got the Packers wrong. I got, obviously, the Patriots wrong. What else did I get wrong? Miami, uh, Miami. Oh, the Patriots. That's right. Yeah, that was a good one for me. I like that one. Oh, I that, got... that was our only discrepancy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I got I picked Tampa Bay to win, so they got that right. I picked the Bills to win, so that's wrong. So that's one and one. The Chiefs won. That's two and one. Packers lost, so that's two and two. Patriots lost, so that's two and three. Oh, that's right. I picked the Ravens to win. Damn Raiders. Yeah. What a game that was. Oh, well, man. Monday night football last night. Yeah, the Raiders, man, they got lucky. Well, they almost lost the game yeah. in the most Raiders way possible. No, that was awful. That was awful. Oh, okay. nice. Max Muncy just hit a home run. Sorry, that was a little sidebar. Right. Dodgers up 3 nothing against the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. But all right, back to picks of the week. Tyler, you went 5-3 and three in week one. I went four and four, so you have the lead overall after week one. Yeah, this week's tough. Yeah, this I like too many of the road teams. That just damn it. Makes I me... picked so many road teams this week too. That, that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. So all right, let's let's just start it off. Thursday night football. We got the zero and one New York Giants going to the zero and one Washington football team. Saquon, he looked a little rusty. In game one, coming back from the ACL injury, he was cleared maybe uh, uh, just a few days before uh, the game was played. The Giants, they faced a tough Broncos defense, and they're going to be facing another strong defensive front with the Washington football team that has Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But on offense, the Washington football team, they'll be without Ryan Fitzpatrick, who hurt his hip and was placed on IR. So it's uh, Taylor Heineke time. He will start in Fitzmagic's place. 
I got New York bouncing back to win in week two over the Washington football team. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I'm going with the Giants as well. I yeah. think they'll be, they can't. The, the teams where they're getting to shootouts, it'll be tough for them to utilize Saquon, um, although Daniel Jones is capable. But I like, I like the Giants to control this game with Heineke coming back of quarterback coming in. Um, hopefully Saquon has, has a big, has a big game for him. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. We got the new England Patriots coming in at and one after losing to Miami at home. They're going to face the New York jets who are also and one. We got the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. We got Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. Both teams coming off a loss. Zach Wilson was overwhelmed by the Panthers' defense, even though he threw two touchdowns. His left tackle, Makai Becton, has been ruled out for at least the next four to six weeks after dislocating his knee in week one. He is getting a second opinion on if he needs surgery or not, record, uh, according to reports. So don't know what's going to happen there, but losing your left tackle as a rookie quarterback, that's never a good sign. And a good one. Yeah, Makai Becton's one of the best left tackles in the league. Um, and then Mac Jones, I think personally he looked the best out of all the rookie QBs that got the start in week one for their teams. So I got the Patriots winning this game. You could just tell, I think, after the loss in the press conferences that Mac Jones has, like, the the Patriots media, like, playbook after a loss. Like, he's got that down pat yeah, already. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so, coming out of Alabama, I think you're going to have – you're going to be well coached up on, on press stuff. Yeah, so, I mean – I think the Pats, they they correct the mistakes that they made in week one against the Dolphins. And, I mean, fumbling late, that's that's never a good thing. And I think that those are the kinds of mistakes that get corrected in week two against a team like the Jets, who also has a rookie quarterback and a first-year head coach in Bob Sala. Yeah, I like the, I like the Patriots as well uh, for a lot of reasons you spoke about. Uh, Beckham going down, rookie quarterback for the Jets. It's his second start, although Mac Jones, it's his second start too. I think the, the the Patriots have a better foundation around Mac Jones. Yeah. So uh, I like the the Patriots in this one. All right. So, uh, so far we are on the same page for the first two games. I think we're going to be on the same page for the next game, and really the next two games at least that we talk about. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be any discrepancy here. We'll it's, see. Hopefully be, I can make up some ground this week. It's going to be tough. Uh, but all right, the next game we got, uh, we're going to go to the NFC South. A lot of division uh, in division games early on uh, here in week two. We got the New Orleans Saints coming in at 1-0. and They're going to play the Carolina Panthers, who are also 1-0. and I already said I should have expected more from the Saints, and I was wrong about them. They looked incredible about the Packers. Their defense looked impressive, and it really seemed like they were able to balance the two quarterbacks pretty well, and obviously Jameis throwing five touchdowns. That was crazy, he, and he only – through for I think 148 yards so it wasn't really a lot through the a lot of yards through the air but he was still very effective uh in the red zone now they're going up against the Carolina Panthers like I said who are coming off the Sam Darnold revenge game against yeah. the Jets and Christian McCaffrey made and it. Roby Anderson oh yeah and Roby Anderson too who got a, a deep bomb touchdown yeah. in that game and Christian McCaffrey made his return getting 98 yards on 21 carries uh but Unfortunately, I think the party ends after week one for the Panthers. I think the Saints win this game. Um, I just think that this game, it might be a lot closer 
than in past years with the Saints dominating the Panthers usually uh, in recent years. But there aren't many coaches that I'm taking over Sean Payton in this league, and I think ultimately this game comes down to coaching. Yeah, I, I like the Saints to go in there and, and beat the Panthers at home purely because, they're, I mean, I just think they're a better football team. The Panthers, I think, are looking at, uh, you know, they're going to be kind of a bottom-dweller team in the NFC. And, you know, I didn't really know where the Saints were as far as playoff contention. I honestly thought they were on the outside looking in. Uh, but now it looks like they're they're more of a, a wild-card threat, um, a solid wild-card threat. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think as far as the NFC South goes, it's still either going to be the Saints or the Bucks. realistically the Bucks. Um, But with the Falcons taking a step back, losing Julio Jones, uh, the Carolina Panthers, yeah, they look good in, in week one. Let's see what happens when they face an in-division rival like the Saints in week two. Um, but The division oh, rivalry will keep it close, but yeah. I, do, I, do th- I, I do think that the Saints will end up winning handily. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, now, real quick, before we move on from the Saints, they did lock up their star cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, long-term, giving him the most guaranteed money a cornerback has ever gotten. It's a five-year extension worth $97.6 million, $68.3 million guaranteed. This happened, obviously, after he hurt his thumb week one. He did end up having surgery. He's listed as week-to-week, so I'm not really sure what that means. Once you have thumb surgery, I don't know how you get listed as week-to-week, but, um, I mean, Mar- locking up a guy like Marshawn Lattimore long-term is always a good thing. Yep, they need him. He's key to their success. They have to have a good defense to support that offense. Definitely. So, all right, uh, Sunday night football already. Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at 1-0. They're going to Baltimore to face the 0-1 Ravens. Chiefs coming off a nail-biting victory, uh, won in a fashion that only the Browns could lose in with Baker Baker Mayfield throwing the interception late. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lots of teams lose by throwing an interception <laughs> late. That's what happens when you're down one touchdown. Hey, it almost happened to the two Raiders, too. It, it almost happened to the Raiders, too. All right, all right. It's not a Browns thing. It's a football thing. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to take my shot yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But obviously the story of that game was and always will be with the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey and the gang. They they did the damn thing. The Ravens, on the other hand, they showed a lot of promise on Monday night football. But like I said already, Lamar Jackson's two fumbles, they cost me some money in, in FanDuel and they really cost the Ravens the game. And he he has to take much better care of the ball, especially if they're going to rely on him so much in the run game with all of the question marks that they have surrounding their running backs with all of the injuries they've sustained already. Um, But I got Kansas City winning this game. The way Baltimore lost, I think, can be so deflating for a team, especially on Monday Night Football. And being that it was against the Raiders and, and the way it all went down, that can be so deflating for a team. I think it's lucky for the Ravens that it happened in week one and they, they have time to bounce back from it any other week later on in the, in the season, depending on their record. I don't know if they bounce back from a, a loss like that. Um, but I just, I was really disappointed in, in Lamar Jackson's ball security. Man, it's a tough draw going Monday night, Sunday night for your first two. Um, but I, I mean, at least you're at home on Sunday they, night. They should have. Yeah. They, they're, they're at home on Sunday night and they should have won on Monday night. Uh, Lamar does, does need to take care of the ball more. He is being relied on so much. So I think, you know, 
when when you're being relied on so much you're gonna have some more of that kind of stuff but he's got to be better you're right i mean you can't put the ball on the ground and he's definitely not gonna be able to put the ball on the ground and win against kansas city uh, they're gonna come in ready to rock yeah uh get another impressive win here to start the season kansas city honestly with a tough tough start yeah i mean playing getting the browns and the ravens first two that's pretty uh, that's non-division opponents well and that means they're gonna have to see the steelers at some point later on in the season yeah yeah uh i i don't know what they're what they're looking like they may be playing the afc north but also those two teams were like of like records as well yeah so all right we're 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 both on kansas city for that game uh the monday night game it's the detroit lions coming in at own one they're facing the green bay packers who are also own one we've talked about the green bay packers a bunch tonight uh but we also talked about how the afc west and the nfc west went eight no in week one well not a single nfc north team won a game in week one they're gonna get one tonight <laughs> yeah so monday night football one nfc north team will win uh jared goff's debut in detroit against the the san francisco 49ers i think when as anyone would have expected it to go that team's so bad jared <laughs> goff set up for it to be out of the league in a couple of years i mean his first interception was the most jared goff interception i've <laughs> ever seen he, yeah it's not gonna be a uh it's not gonna be a pretty season for detroit they're looking to be a bottom five team yeah it's it's uh tough go of Jared's it. gonna get a lot of throws though. They're gonna be throwing a lot. He threw it like fifty one times. Yeah, I think he was top five in yards as well. Yeah, so I mean, them facing the Packers on Monday night football after what just happened to the Packers. Yeah, that's I, I do like the Packers bounce back strong. Big time. They need to. You know, they they lose this one and the panic button is fully hit. The conspiracies are, are gonna be oh. rolling. If they lose to the Lions on Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers might call Jeopardy himself and say, "Hey, I'm coming." Yeah, I mean, not 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 this division rival, uh, and how bad the Lions are, you can't lose this one. No. All right, hometown teams, Tyler. Let's start with the Seahawks. They have their home opener against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, they're coming off the loss. The the Seahawks, they're coming off a win. The Titans clearly off to the slow start like we talked about. Unfortunately, I don't see it picking up for them in week two when they have to face a very tough Seahawks team. If Carlos Dunlap and Bobby Wagner can put the same amount of pressure on Ryan Tannehill that Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt did, look out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be something to watch for, see if we can have the same success passing. They're going to have to throw the ball. It's going to be on Ryan Tannehill. I, I don't believe that they'll be able to sit on Derrick Henry and win this game because of how efficient Russell Wilson's playing. So we're going to put points on the board. They're not going to be able to beat us with field goals and, and uh, field position and field goals. So I like, I like the Seahawks to win this game pretty, pretty big. Uh, another team with a tough draw first two games, Tennessee. Yeah. Play, playing Cardinal Seahawks, two NFC West teams. Well, the AFC South and the NFC West got matched up. So it's, it's uh, it sucks for the AFC West yeah. or AFC South, but um, I like the Seattle Seahawks at home getting a, getting a good dub against a good Tennessee Titans team. Yeah, I mean the Hawks they looked really good against the Colts. the The offense looked scary with Tyler Lockett looking like his old self. They didn't use DK Metcalf as much as I thought they were, but I think that's just all part of the plan with Russell in the offense. Yeah, they, they'll they'll spread the ball. It's going to be who's 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 got what coverage on any given night. Yeah. 
they're all gonna eat yeah so all right we might as well just uh round it off with the with the rams because i think we've picked the same team for for every game this week are, yeah. are you picking the rams this week yeah i gotta pick the rams okay all right well the rams obviously coming off the big win on sunday night football they're traveling to indianapolis to take on the colts who are zero and one they're now zero and nine yeah got uh, colts. In opening games colts have colts getting the seahawks and rams at home first too yeah and the I don't Hawks, know who's had the hardest first two games. The Hawks, they spoiled a Pat McAfee streak of uh, banging the anvil. Yep, I knew it. I yeah. knew that was over. So, I mean, this is a morning game for the Rams traveling east to Indianapolis, so that'll be interesting to see after the Sunday night game. Um, it's nice to get your east, like your your far trips that aren't like the east, east, coast, east coast. Yeah, like you know? Indianapolis is still the eastern time zone to where it's three hours ahead, but it's not it's a little all closer. the way east. Yeah, it's a little closer. Yeah. But, I mean, the Rams, they took care of business uh, on Sunday in dominant fashion, as they should, 34-14. to 14. Matthew Stafford was phenomenal in his debut, 321 yards, completing 20 of, of his 26 passes. He almost had a perfect quarterback rating as well. Um, he had three touchdowns, one beautiful 67-yard bomb to, to Van Jefferson that looked like a vintage Deshaun Jackson route coincidentally with Deshaun Jackson on the sideline as Van Jefferson's teammate we didn't get the the Deshaun Jackson no, long touchdown no, like no. we thought that that we we thought we <laughs> no would. I was hoping he got on the field a little bit but it never it never really broke yeah but Cooper Cup led the way for the Rams with seven catches 108 yards and a touchdown Bob Woods also had a nice touchdown late in the game where uh, he was able to keep his feet in bounds and, and really walked a tightrope there and I mean, the Rams defense, they looked dominant as ever. Jalen Ramsey was all over the field wreaking havoc. Ramsey played really well. Um, they were able to neutralize Donald, which was why everybody else was running so freely. Yeah, I mean, Justin that's Hollins. What, that's what happens. I mean, when you see something like a, you know, because I think Aaron Donald got to him at the very end. Of he the got game. one sack at the very end of the game. But but he was, I mean, he he was. They were focused on him. It was clear. So he allowed all of those other players to thrive. Yeah, it's not bad to see zeros next to Aaron Donald's name. No, honestly, that's what sets. the other team wants to see. Well, and that's what the, I think. If you're the Rams, that's not a loss. I mean, what what it's doing is everybody else is being able to eat so much easier. He's well, making everybody's job. Yeah, Justin Hollins had two sacks of his own, and he led the way for the Rams with the sacks. You, you're on turning Sunday night. it into a nine on ten, you know, advantage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Aaron Donald, we've seen get three or four guys on him at a time in the past. So the the amount of uh, attention he commands it only helps the Rams defense in ways because it frees up other guys to to fill up those holes now the the Colts do have a good offensive line got a good run game but I just don't believe they they got the juice the they've got the point scoring ability to to hang the same reason why I didn't think they'd be able to beat the Seahawks as the same with the Rams yeah the Rams are going to be able to put up it may be a very similar score to the Seattle game, a 28-14 scenario. Like, the Rams are going to be able to put 28, 30 points up on the board, and the Colts aren't. Yeah, and I mean, listen, Carson Wentz, he didn't look bad in his debut, but it definitely looked like he was still adjusting. And listen, I mean, he was he's coming off the, the foot surgery and dealing with COVID it, all during training camp, so it's like it was remarkable that he was even out there in of it of itself, but the Rams on Sunday night, they look the best I've seen them since their Super Bowl run in 2018. 
it's good to get off to a hot start on week one that's always i mean it's it's always a good thing you know what i mean because if you if you're already dialed up to that point at week one um you're just going to keep adjusting to try to stay healthy and keep doing what you're doing yep so all right that wraps it up for picks of the week unfortunately tyler i won't be able to make up any ground this week because we picked all the same teams uh for each game that we talked about but uh We'll just have to wait and see what happens at the end of the season if I'm able to to catch you. You are in the lead after week one. Yeah, we might have to figure out some sort of wild card scenario where we some pick, sort of tiebreaker where we pick winner like where you got one winner that you know I'm not picking. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Just but, to pick one game, like we pick one matchup to be like you get a team, I get a team, and that's the tiebreaker for this for the games on the slate right now. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling them right now. All right. Oh, I I'll take the Eagles against the Niners. Oh, you're talking about games we haven't talked about. Yeah, okay, tiebreaker, okay, okay. a right, wild card. Right. I'll put you on the spot. Okay, we'll, we'll right. take a team. I I would take the. You're taking the Eagles over the Niners. I'll take the Eagles. That's that's that one. I feel like is on the fence. I uh, I would take the Chargers over the Cowboys. Oh, 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 oh. You got to go, though. I'm throwing them out there. I can't take the Cowboys, and I can't take the Niners. You picked the two shittiest teams, Tyler. All right, who, who do you like? Who Hold do on, you got? Let me pull up the schedule. Week two. All right, tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Cardinals over the Vikings. Oh, I'm going Pittsburgh over the Raiders. No, I'm not taking the Raiders. Oh. See, we're on the same page in all these games. <laughs> Looks like it won't. We won't have a. We won't have a tiebreaker oh, after oh. all. See, you won't pick Minnesota. Definitely won't pick Minnesota <laughs> against the Cardinals. Yeah, right. All right. What about the Bengals and Bears? I'll take the Bengals. That's yeah. See, I like the Bengals too. <laughs> hey, this is just a tough week. This is a week we obviously are. All, we're on the same page. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Now nah, we'll now nah, we'll, we'll make it up down the road. Yeah, we'll make it up. We'll figure it out. All right. I just wanted to see if maybe I could get you on the spot. No, no. That I was already way too thrown off by Blake's trade trade uh, counter the, earlier. I feel like the Chargers Cowboys. That's gonna be that's gonna be a close game. So that was like the best one to throw out. I think that I and, think that Eagles uh, Niners game is gonna be close now well, that Raheem Morris out. We both hate the, the we both hate the Niners, so it's an easy underdog <laughs> to take the Eagles for us. Yeah. So, all right, last thing before we get out of here, I just wanted to quickly talk about the the rookie quarterbacks and how they did in week one. Obviously, three out of the five big names that were mentioned during the draft process got the start in week one. Trevor Lawrence went uh, 28 of 51 passing, 332 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. He was sacked once. In that's a, a good. That's a good stat line. Yeah. I'll take all that. I'll take the the attempts, the picks, whatever. Kid's going to be all right. He's throwing like a pro already. But they lost to the Texans 37-21, to 21, and the Texans also probably could have been your biggest surprise of the week with how they Texans played. Texans actually, yeah, that's true. That, that should have been in the mix for sure. All three of those running backs scored touchdowns. And Tyrod Taylor. And people were talking about, oh, and Ty Taylor stays doing this. <laughs> I mean, he is. He just he, always gets put in a shitty situation. He stays doing this, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Trevor Lawrence, he looked good in his first showing. It just sucks that they lost. I just, I don't think the Jaguars have much help around him 
first first regular season loss ever yeah never lost dating back to high school dating back to high school and college never lost a regular season game that's insane so trevor lawrence pretty solid debut even in in the loss uh the jets zach wilson 20 of 37 258 yards two touchdowns one interception sacked six times in a loss to the panthers 19 to 14 I'm not a. I hate to say he got. I hate to say that I'm not a fan of the kid because it's like that seems a little harsh, you know. Especially after one week, Tyler, go easy on. But I'm not. I mean, he was like the number four or five guy to me in that class. I I just, I don't. uh, The Jets, they're looking like a bottom five to me. I mean, yeah, it's the Jets. They're looking bad. And then Patriots, Mac Jones, 29 of 39, 281 yards, only one touchdown. He was only sacked once, but they lost 17 to 16 to the Dolphins. Mac is definitely better than I thought he was. Yeah, like I said, I thought he'd look the best out of the three that got the start week one. Yeah, he's going to be all right. And then here we go, the anomalies, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. They didn't get the start in week one, but they saw limited action. First, the 49ers, Trey Lance, he was one of one for five yards. One touchdown, he had three carries for two rushing yards, and the 49ers won 41-33 to over the Lions, but that score obviously is not indicative of how that game went. Yeah. That was a blowout yeah, yeah. for the majority of that game, and then the 49ers took their foot off the gas a bit, and the Lions were able to put some points on the board towards the end. But Trey Lance putting up a touchdown in his only series out there. No, that was great. I Trey... Like Trey Lance, it's gonna be a nice project. He's the youngest one. Uh he was the youngest one of the five. Coming from a small school, he's a big, like athletic, kind of raw player. Uh he Jimmy G is gonna be be solid for them to start, I feel like, the rest of the way. Um Trey Lance maybe get some get some little, you know, a couple packages here and there. Yeah, I think it'll uh, be it'll be limited. Jimmy's gonna be the starter. Now Chicago, man, they got a problem. They're everybody's just <laughs> salvating at the mouth. Bowman out the mouth to get Fields on the on the field. So the Bears' Justin Fields was two of two uh, passing. He had he threw for ten yards. He had one carry for three yards and a rushing touchdown. He ran his first touchdown in. Uh, it was a it was a pretty electric moment actually. But obviously the Bears lost thirty four to fourteen as expected to the Rams. And yeah, I mean everybody today has been talking about it's, when is it's, justin fields it's only, starting it's only time you know this is a completely different scenario than than trey lance and justin fields to me i I've, i'm gonna stand by it i mean it's tough with trevor lawrence because i think trevor lawrence is gonna be great too but justin fields is no less than like one b yeah I, I think he's the real deal yeah so i mean it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with trey lance and justin fields if they're able to beat out who's in front of them i think obviously justin fields will eventually start trey lance obviously is in a bit of a different scenario with with the 49ers i think their 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 season would have to go uh, like go array that's exactly what i was about to say their season would have to take a turn for the worse and they'd have to just realize all right we're gonna shut jimmy g down and and get trey lance the development he needs but i think justin fields needs to start like sunday yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. And, and and it won't surprise me. It won't be much more than that. I don't think it's gonna happen though. I, I don't think I don't think he's not starting by week three. We'll see though. We'll see. 
All right, Tyler, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Yeah, I was going to shout out uh, two things really quick. First of all, Sierra at uh, Sierra at the Met oh, Gala. Yeah. Rocking the fucking Seahawks, baby. We're, we're in New York City. We're doing it big time. That also reminds me, I'm going to add another shout out. And then, so my second shout out is the Manning Brothers. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, the Manning Brothers. If you got a chance to watch them. This is like what everybody wants. This I am is, this, never watching the regular Monday night telecast no, this is, this, ever again. Th- this is like Romo. I mean, this is two Romos, right? I mean, it's no, like no. This is two Romo, Romos, Tyler. No, do not put Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. In I'm the talking same about. Sense as Tony I'm talking Romo. about the football. The the football like acuity. I mean, you're getting inside real good stuff. The Mannings bring a sense of humor because they're. I mean, there's two of them. They're brothers. They have. Like Romo's in a in a cast with fucking Larry Nance, you know what I mean? When like, when Peyton was wearing the helmet and Eli was just making fun of Peyton's forehead, and Peyton takes the helmet off and Eli's just constantly badgering him with forehead jokes, and Peyton's just like, "Eli, all right, stop! Like I'm trying to fire this takeoff. Like g- give me a second here. Like let me say my piece." It was so so, funny. so it was very raw. I'll say that as like if you want to get critical, it was raw. There was times where they were that. they they weren't necessarily letting their guests get in what they needed to you know what i mean there yeah, were some the, thoughts that were getting cut off when russell was on zoom that was kind of hard um but uh like and and then so the with with the sierra with the sierra shout out yeah it couples with the Peyton manning and 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 Peyton manning you know making the joke because sierra wore russell's super bowl ring yep which is such a flex i mean she got the seahawks dress and a super bowl ring on um and peyton said makes the joke that she's got the ring on that i wanted yep because we in fact beat peyton manning and the broncos to in that ring yes so yeah i mean the the manning cast for monday night football was yeah, amazing Man- manning, the manning brothers romo this is what this is the future of football commentating this is what people want to see uh this is I, I think it's the future i mean i really do i think we saw the future and how things are going to go in the it's going to be less you know color commentating and more football talk yeah I definitely mean, just sit like sitting in the living room talking about football well and, and it's these like, guys are giving you the good shit and they're giving it to you in a digestible way well and they're, they're literally explaining what they would have done in the scenarios that are happening in the game and it's just it's such great knowledgeable insight into the game of football that you're actually learning something while you're watching the game yeah and and so many times you know play calling play calling especially play calling and maybe play time are like the things that get criticized the most on coaching like if you're you you know play calling playing time you like people are on people's necks about it and uh i think that they give you a little insight of why these coaches make these decisions with play calling and it's not always how it seems plays can be broken down not necessarily with play calling but the perfect example of that was last night during the monday night game in overtime the raiders were basically on the goal line and Derek carr gives a hard cadence and one of his offensive linemen jumps off sides or gets a false start excuse me and eli immediately goes why is why is he using a hard cadence when you're that close to the goal line and one of your guys ends up jumping and causes a false start to to get a penalty and you gain nothing there and it's like a normal commentator isn't going to be thinking about that or saying that that's the kind of insight that that 
broadcast was giving people. I it think, was so I think for, it was so cool. For so long we thought we needed to dumb down football so everybody could enjoy it. Like it's a family affair, you know? But really what people want is the detail. They want the advanced stuff. Yeah. They don't necessarily want just like, oh, they they did it and they messed up and you gotta be in the game. You can't jump off sides. And Eli's like, no, why the fuck is he rolling with a hard count, you know? Yeah. So uh, that but so yeah, I mean the Manning brothers great. Yeah, a, that was a plus. that was awesome. A plus with room to improve. I definitely was not expecting Sierra to be your shout out. I thought it was gonna be Josh Gordon applying for reinstatement. Nah, man, I, I hope I hope the best for Josh Gordon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's been it's been a tough road for that guy. I, I just hope the best for him in whatever that in whatever regards. Yeah. So all right, my shout out, I got two of them. Uh one non-traditional we don't normally talk about college sports on here but i had to shout out the pac-12 football with ucla beating lsu two weeks ago and then oregon beating ohio state in columbus over the weekend ucla is now ranked 13th in the nation after their bye week this week and uh, or this past weekend uh, they play fresno state this uh, this saturday and oregon is up to fourth in the nation uh, and usc fired their head coach clay helton and so they're looking to revitalize that program and get it back to national prominence. And maybe as much, Eric BM and me. That was the name that Adam Schefter threw out there. That was pretty interesting. I, I I could be all about that. As much as I hate USC, unbiasedly, I know when USC is good at football, that means West Coast football is back where it should be. And and I'm all about that. So um, they it, need it, a figurehead guy. They can't be taking these play callers. Yeah. And then uh, my second shout out. I got to sneak some basketball in, obviously. I got to shout out DeAndre Jordan and welcome him to the Lakers. The Lakers, they traded Marc Gasol back to the Grizzlies as a result of DeAndre Jordan signing with the Lakers. And then the Grizzlies and Gasol, they're going to be working out some sort of buyout. And Gasol will head back to Spain, finish out his career with Girona. He is a part owner of that team uh, as well. So I'm glad he's ending his career the way he wants to. And... Welcome to the Lakers, DeAndre Jordan, Tyler. You got your uh, third center. Well, we lost the other one. Well, we still got Dwight Howard. Well, I mean, we we essentially traded DeAndre <laughs> for Marc Gasol. <laughs> hey, I saw the other day, or yesterday, that the Lakers worked out Kenneth Fareed, so that could be interesting. That's not necessarily what I was looking for, but that could be good. <laughs> I don't know. That's not at all what I was looking for. Did, neither was no, DeAndre but Jordan. did they get a seven-foot? They got like a seven-footer in the Grizzlies trade. It's some guy that's stashed away in China that's never going to see the light of day in the NBA. He's not Tyler. the one that suits up. He's like seven two. It's his name's Wang something. Like it starts with a Z. I'm pretty sure. I feel like he actually. I've seen this dude on sidelines. Wang Zilion Zaylin. He has never made it over to the NBA. I'm thinking of someone else. Obviously, clearly. Yes. Clearly, sorry, bud. Right. Damn, I was hoping that he he may be a third stringer type of guy. No, it's some guy that's stashed away that's never going to see the light of day. I don't think. Bring him over. But yeah, I mean, I I was not expecting the DeAndre Jordan signing. I didn't. I I don't necessarily understand it. I thought they would go for another wing player, but hey, who knows? Uh, Rob Blinka more than I do. Center. Yeah, you do need a backup center. 
It, I think DeAndre Jordan is honestly going to play the JaVale McGee role and play the first like four or five minutes of the first quarter, first four or five minutes of the third quarter, and that'll that'll kind of be his rotation, and that's that. That could be good. Yeah, it worked for JaVale McGee. That wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I think the Lakers, they're clearly going back to this Hopefully bigger, faster, stronger. And it's not starting at the five, I think, with DeAndre Jordan coming. No, he's not, but it'd make, it'd make everything a lot easier. It would. Because then Dwight could just be the backup. DeAndre pay, plays sparingly third string minutes. Yeah. So, hey, we'll we'll see. Low risk, high reward, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think a good ad, another veteran. Yeah. So, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 211 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachelke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.